Yo. Hey. Hey, bud. We're back. What's happening? Five for five. That's impressive. Five weeks, five shows. I, I'm surprised that you can even commit to that many. I am shocked at myself. Okay. I thought I'd get through maybe three and then like start making up excuses. Uh, the, I had thought the same thing. So well, we're, we're in agreement for, for once. Yeah, but, look at that. Hey. Look at that. I got it in me. It. It's in me. Hey. It Gatorade, is it in you? I think it's in you. It's, 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 it's in definitely something. in you right now. So, um, so we are we're getting to the end of the season here a yeah. little bit. Uh, if you live somewhere warm, I don't know. I I, I don't want to. We haven't dropped an f bomb here. I don't think so. I don't want to say f you. So I'll just say f you. If yeah. you live somewhere warm, then good for you. Congratulations. Uh, yes. <laughs> here uh, in the south suburbs of the Chicago, greater Chicagoland area, they always say that the greater Chicagoland area, uh, it's starting to become fall. Yeah. And we're seeing the, the kind of the golfing season in general, tour golf, uh, come to a close. Yep. Leaves are off the trees. People are starting to layer. You know, I, I get scared when that happens because I generally don't do well with layers so you don't yeah i sweat a lot oh i'm a sweaty guy yet i'm wearing a hoodie today, yeah you, you so. wear a hoodie like every day hey you know that's to, to to keep everything packed in i think you're just trying to look cool sealed in tight well i always look cool so guys trying to i mean this guy's <laughs> just trying to dial in that drip every no day. but so i talked to a friend of mine in nashville today and he's like hey come on down golf's great and i was like oh man i wish i really really wish but you what could. are we gonna? What are we gonna do? So for the what I want to do is season. today is, um, I want to help out the golfers out there who are trying to buy golf clubs and help yeah. them make some better decisions. I find that uh, so a little background too. Sorry, a little background for both of us. Uh, I spent like eight years working in golf, like retail, brick and mortar, fitting, sales, things like that. Uh, Andrew and I both have experience in like e-commerce, mm -hmm. sales mm -hmm. uh, for golf, customer service, things like that. So we both are pretty dialed into like people's buying habits and how they buy. Yeah. Um, and so I want to help people make better decisions. This this could suit the avid golfer who buys clubs a lot and has been golfing for a long time. Um, or this can help the really the new golfer, I feel like make some better decisions about there with their money out there with their money. Yeah. And my dude bros. Yeah. My and dude bros who have problems with spending, which, you know, yeah. I was writing earlier, uh, first blog, like a little bit. Um, I am definitely that person that, uh, doesn't know how to spend their money wisely. Yeah. Those guys, those, those are some people that we're going to, we're going to try to look out for in this show. Yeah. And, and look, Hey, if you like to just light it up and buy a driver every year, I, kudos to you. That's cool. Like if, if you got 600 to burn, this one ain't for you, buddy. Um, <laughs> Check I, out though, the Halloween special. Yeah. Last one. That, <laughs> that, that, that one was you can probably. go back. Uh, you're, oh, you're clipping so hard there, bro. You can't go that close. I'm sorry. You're too loud. You're too powerful. I'll back it you're too off. powerful. I'll He's back clipping. He's clipping. Um, yeah, those guys, I can't, I can't probably help them too much though. Maybe I think I actually can. So, um, but you know, in, in honor of, uh, it getting cold and being fall too, uh, I want to kick it off with today's, uh, yogurt of the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a new one. I've never had this brand. Um, but in, uh, in, in, in true cold weather fashion, this is Icelandic provisions. 
uh, key lime, thick and creamy scare. I don't know what this word is. S K Y R. Did not look it up. Um, I think I, it's supposed to be like. like do you think Icelandic, that is Icelandic, like some sort of Icelandic word for skyr? What What do you think? Like, you know what? I, like why don't you crack these open? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna sure. look it up. No, I'll, I'll crack them open. By the way, you know you don't have to show the yogurt to the to everybody all the time i'll bring up the picture I know and, you and will. they'll be able to see it i know you it's want like, i know i want them to <laughs> I know zoomed in once <laughs> so scare is a thick and creamy icelandic yogurt okay. it's been a provision of icelanders for nearly 1000 years uh wow. apparently it's akin to yogurt but it has a different texture so i think we're about to get something new today so this so so wow so this is yogurt but it's technically not yogurt it's just an icelandic kind of delicacy almost maybe uh i mean it's but it seems to be made out of the same kinds of things milks and is it strong has a a very yogurty smell this this might be a oh i like this i like the thickness it's thick with maybe four or five c's in it for sure doug i have problems with viscosities like this oh no that's delicious that is legitimately delicious. You're probably going to hate it. I, oh, that's delicious. Okay. Uh, a taste as pure as Iceland. No artificial flavors. No artificial sweeteners. No preservatives. No RBST. Don't know what that is either. Do you know what RBST is? Probably. You can't even, he can't even speak right now. My man can't even speak. Dude, I love this. You see this logo? This little wolf logo, though? Where, where's the wolf? Oh, yeah. No, this is... Oh, that's tight. Okay. Um, I, I'm re- I'm really digging this right off the bat. Right off the jump here. I like this. All right. Mm. It's, a, it's a no for you, dog. It's... I, I, here's the thing. Like the, like the yogurt, I'm t- too limey. Lime is not a flavor that I am looking uh, for... Lime is like a flavoring to a drink. Well, you keep saying everything's a dessert yogurt, no, and is, I can't. This is, this is this is. And I don't know what that means because like it's literally like milk and sugar, which is just gonna be a dessert. Yeah. So I tried to. I was. I was like, there's nothing savory out there. Well, there's no like. Um, I mean, berry baked your loaded standard. baked potato <laughs> yogurt or something like that. Turkey seasoning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanksgiving. So I thought, meal. let me go away from like a. Uh, a berry or a yeah. caramel or a cookie. Let me get something. But berry's that's... not really a dessert, sort of. I mean, that's that's all the time. I l- listen. I think lime is a hard flavor to capture, like subtleties with. Um, like I, I feel like it could Getting be philosophical, right here. Nah, I just feel like it's very easy to overdo lime, and this was. <sighs> Very, I disagree. Very, very long. I think that's subtle. I'm just gonna come hey. in hot. I think this might. Oh man, I really Go like this one. I got it. I'll. I got a five five. Oh my goodness. We haven't agreed yet. We haven't. We've been. Oh no. Maybe there was one we were within like point three of each other. I think so. Um. No. I am in. I am gonna go. I am gonna go with a seven nine here. Wow. I want to go nice. into the eight, and I'm just not sure. Four like I could. Today. Yeah. I could. Maybe later go eight one, but I'm gonna go seven nine. I like that. I like that a lot. I do like the I, like the texture of it is quite I like, quite. I do delicate. like the texture. It's it's just the flavor that's throwing me off. Okay, okay. So we'll it's, hey, we'll keep um, Icelandic provisions on the list for later. Yeah, 
Maybe I, hit a blueberry or something. Hit I think they had a blueberry. Yeah. Okay. That's that's hey, that's a wrap on yogurt. People are telling us they want us to get in and out of the yogurt. Um, yeah, let so us know. We're I just mean, gonna get in and out. I think it's something that's kind of fresh that that we we started this concept on. So I don't mind it. It's something new. We can put up a scale, talk about it a little yeah. bit, and get out of it. We're having, hey, I'm having fun. Yeah, I like to try. And, I, I'm in. I'm in on Icelandic Cheers provisions. On Cheers. Thanks, Icelandic provisions. And if you're out there, um, you know, I'm I'm digging you. So thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah, I think I should just start tagging these companies. You probably should. That's yeah. probably a good idea. I think I'll you just know, start just, doing that. Yeah, why not? Um, so, so the whole idea today, guys, is is we want to help you with some real. It's not like a top five, but maybe it is kind of like a top five. There might be six, um, but the, it, these are mistakes uh, that people make when buying golf equipment or myths about misconceptions. What you're supposed yeah. to buy, yeah, misconceptions of what you're supposed to buy. And, um, you know, you're, you're starting to kind of end the season, taking a look in your bag, right? I'm sure you do, you do this kind of at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, this is also one of the best times you think about it. The one quick hit misconception of is like when to buy golf clubs. People always think at the beginning of the season, like, Hey, the newest thing came out at the beginning of the season, actually probably near the end when your game was honed and you had something that like would fit into your game more than something and things are getting discounted you know you're looking for christmas gift get the ideas all that stuff anyway um i think you can kind of knock that one out at the end of the season rather than the beginning just because they're coming out with the new yeah. stuff next and, yeah and it depends what you're after you know if you are gonna wait out the latest and greatest you know everybody should know the latest and greatest is gonna come out usually in january and february there's some stuff that that drops in the fall yeah but most of the big manufacturers are gonna do their biggest releases of all their new woods irons etc in the in January or February, yeah, um, one year to two year cycles, exactly. Usually. And so you're you're also going to see if you're if you're a bit of a hardo, you're going to start seeing like leaked products coming out. Oh, like yeah. you're going to see the the photos and stuff yeah. on your like golf WRX forums and things like that. Yeah, the the professionals have been playing it for a couple of months. Yeah. while they're while they're testing out some seeding, R&D-ing. they call it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, you know, you're going to start seeing those things. And what, what happens is people start making a decision like based off that picture. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, man, that new driver looks so good, man. And all of a sudden, like you're locked into to the purchase and haven't really done anything. So um, I think uh, if you want, let's let's get into, you know, our top club buying myths and yeah. mistakes for the average golfer. Kick us off. Talk so to me. first thing is, uh, I, I cannot tell you how many times I've seen this uh, working in a golf shop, buying instantly buying the matching woods, three and five wood to the driver you're about to purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is insane how frequently people they get maybe they get fit for the driver or whatever. They hit the driver a few times. They go, cool. Yeah, I'm going to go with the driver and uh, just give me the three wood and the five wood to match too. Uh, it's it's baffling to me when you have uh, the world is your oyster to choose from out there and you're just not even going to like hit it or even look at it sometimes. They just go, yeah, you gave me the three and five. That's cool. Stiff shaft. I like to match. I like yeah. to match. Yeah, I like to match. And I, I, I can't get on board with it. And 
there's a few reasons why. Um, one is you you don't know that those two clubs are going to deliver the same type of performance gain the driver even gave. Mm-hmm. Right. So like right off the bat, different, they could have di- straight up different technologies in the heads. I mean, you can't put with the surface area of a driver versus a three wood or a five wood. You can't put as much into, you know, material wise. You know, it's a different, different hollowness to each one. The hollowness. So like, yeah. You don't see that in the ads too much. No, no one ever. That's the one. The hollowest driver and <laughs> fairway wood on the market right now. They're well, all hollow. There's space there. Hollow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to be kind of built. Yeah, of course. Like they're going to say the whatever. I, I'm trying not to use manufacturers, but I'm going to accidentally and they're all hyperbole or like yeah. hypothetical. Yeah. But um, you, the, the, the three wood isn't going to do exactly what the driver did for you. Per se, right? It certainly could, but it might not. And, uh, you know, the, the thing that people overlook, they just go, ah, three, five. You may have been buying a three, like 15 degree three wood for the last 15 years. And I've seen you play. You never get the thing in the air. Yeah. What is the point of that club, right? Like, so I think people are missing the opportunity and they're not even seeing some of what's going on in the world where. Uh, like higher lofted woods are starting to gain a lot of traction, right? Maybe starting with a five wood and adding a seven wood to your setup or a nine wood even, you'd be shocked how well those clubs are going to perform for you because they're a little more forgiving. There's a little more loft. So they go higher, they go straighter and it ends up net net that that five wood that goes a little higher and straighter goes farther than the three wood that you can't hit. 100%. And, and we're going to touch on this in other topics, in other your, your others, but like also understanding your gapping from that, like if a three wood, three wood's going to go the same distance as a five wood, but you're going to get loft on a five wood. Okay. Well, let's, let's What's consider, the point of yeah, what there? are we, what are we really, are we splitting hairs here with there? And you just need to have that in your bag because it looks great. Right. And it's, we have the sequence. You're supposed to. We have the sequence. It's the same sort of thing of like saying, you know, you need to have 14 clubs in your bag too, which I don't think we put on any of these, but yeah, you, 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 you really don't. don't. <laughs> yeah, you really you don't. Really There's don't. a reason why beginners package sets or any of those others start with maybe just yeah, 10 or 10, something. 10 or 11 yep. clubs. Yep. Um, because you're not going to immediately know right away all of those gappings and what fits your specific game. 100%. So. And yeah, and the, the last part of this too is, um, you may want to think about different models and brands as well to fit your needs, right? You Maybe you want something for your three wood that's versatile, that uh, fills the role of something you can hit off the tee for maybe you want that you want that fairway finder on tight holes, um, but you also want something you can hit off the fairway. Make sure you're buying a club that does both of those things well, yeah. right? Maybe your five wood, you go, you know, the five wood, what I'm going to use this for is like really long approaches on par fours and to try to reach par fives and get it to stop. Cool. Make sure you're buying something that goes high. Yeah. If you're trying to, if this club's exclusive use is going to be to hit the green, don't get some like low lofted, low spin five wood, get something that goes higher or get a seven wood or a nine wood. Right. Um, just slightly anecdotal I or very, I added a nine wood to my bag this year. Uh, to kind of like replace a, let's say a four iron. and Just because I always have to rag you like for the three rounds that you played all year? I played like seven, okay? And okay. it got a lot of action out there. Okay. That nine wood, the nine daddy. He got a lot of action. And what it did was, it, you know, basically it kind of replaced a four iron. I said, 
I hit a four iron good, like one out of every 10 times. And when I hit it good, it goes this far. Well, cool. The nine wood goes that far every time, mm -hmm. uh, super high. And it's insanely more forgiving than a four iron. So just in that one step alone, like I made my long game better by having this way better option for the same yardage. So I think uh, anything yeah, else on no, that one? Or? I think you're kind of segueing into to my first point of um, of long, of distance, and being more skeptical um, pre-purchase and to all of these pointed marketing decisions towards distance. You know, gaining five more yards, ten more yards, twelve more yards. It, it's seemingly, I I I don't think I remember growing up and seeing all those ads i might have just been blind to it but like seemingly of the last or at least last 15 10 15 10 years. years that i've been in the industry distance has been the number 100%. one marketer 100%. no more no more precision yeah you'll occasionally hear a precision ad when it's talked about like golf balls or like wedges but mainly you're marketing woods and irons as distance right gain distance and i don't know who that's exactly pointed at if it's the the young buck who thinks he can hit it 375 yards or if it's the man who's losing distance and thinking hey i need to regain this but you need to be very very cautious when you see and hear all of that because i've seen two two types of people really come to me looking for distance it's the guy every year that is saying like oh this is going to give me five if more I yards yeah. five more yards five more yards well dude y you maxed out right. five years ago when you bought the same driver over and over and over again and they didn't really put that much new technology into it and you can't get five more yards when you're maxed out at 275 at 55 60 years old you're not going to get over that 300 mark so like what are you chasing yeah yep and then the other guy is like a guy that hasn't hasn't bought a new thing in 10 plus years anyway. Anything off the rack is going to probably within the last five years is going to give you added distance. So don't be caught up on this whole new. OK, the newest driver is going to give me the most distance that I might have lost or I might be losing or I need to gain in any way, shape or form. Yeah, that's not. It's it's a it's a kind of a lost concept, especially yeah. on me. And, and you you know, th in that guy's case, that I haven't bought a driver in ten years. Yes, you could buy the three year old model, and probably it will do wonders for you. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't look at the newest model as well. I oh, mean, for if, sure. If you're here, that's that's you're probably the perfect market for getting the latest and greatest might as well go all the way yeah i mean if you're doing a 10-year cycle you probably haven't spent that much money anyway you're doing a 10-year cycle you have the titleist 907d anyway so like great it's, driver it's, it, yeah, great driver great driver i think i still have a buddy that games that so what what would you say is your takeaway here um just just don't be hung up on the word distance and the way that it's marketed to the general golf community um, when you hear distance, you need to be very cautious. Um, what you're looking for in, in each brand of club that you're looking for, I think distance is mostly marketed in drivers, but also marketed in a lot of irons. Oh, too. Yeah. Even so in fairway woods. Yeah. So you just need to be cautious and make sure that you're not trying to gain the most distance. It's trying to fit into 
what you're looking to fix what you're looking that. to fix in your game like is an extra five yards but your dispersion just went 20 oh no okay well, yeah that's that that that's a loss so yeah. that's perfect what you said bear because that was that was the question i used to ask people when i was fitting or or selling somebody a club whatever off the rack it was well wh why what are you trying to achieve and a lot of times they didn't have an answer to like what am i trying to achieve I don't know, I just want to buy a new one. And again, like mm -hmm. that's normal. Cool. I want to buy a new one too. And right? that's I mean, when I said at the beginning of all of this, be careful with the marketing to that. That's where that's the mindset that they want to get you in. People the manufacturers, they want to get you in, well, I'm I'm just conditioned. I need to buy new. I I've lost something. Something needs to be gained. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's it's probably distance. <laughs> so, yeah, so they yeah, right. they just they just go in, and that's where that's where it's a trap. Guys like you are are a dime a dozen in the industry of trying to. We need more me's or me, no golf ma golf manufacturers hate this man. Tune in to find out why. So okay, so so going from the long game to the yeah, short yeah, game. so. On the same, I'm going to skip a little here because okay. I just realized we're, we are talking about some of the same things. But yeah. another category, because I think Andrew, even though he didn't say it, we're probably talking more about the driver world. Um, the iron world definitely has a bit of a distance. Uh, what's the word I want? Uh, they're, they're bent, hell bent on distance right now as well. And that, again, that's great. Um it, but we're seeing it across the board now game improvement irons and even like these new um what they call like players distance irons mm -hmm. right it's like a, a a better shape smaller size uh better looking head that fits a better player but also has distance enhancing capabilities built into it um awesome like it's awesome that they've come to this in the last whatever five to seven years that this category now exists um but again we're we're pushing distance as the main enhancement to your game and frankly it's not going to make that giant a difference compared to the things you might give up a lot of people are giving up height mm -hmm. uh angle of descent which is basically the angle the ball comes down at uh spin rates things like that they're giving up uh, uh, accuracy as well and i will explain why quickly um you're giving up all these things for distance and again net net you're you you may be losing out by grabbing 10 more yards mm -hmm. uh you're probably hitting less greens hitting shots less close to the hole because of that and I, I think like players need to think more about what does my game actually need yeah um to get better and i don't i don't know what you've you know you've run into in this world but i i think most people go after the glitz and glam of distance for irons too yeah when i mean what are irons they're not a distance club they're a they're an accuracy club right they're a precision club. yeah they're yeah. they're a scoring club right yeah. so why wouldn't you want something that goes higher uh is more forgiving on a mishit um that will stop more quickly that will stop uh, again it'll spin more as well when it lands why wouldn't you want that over like a low shot that goes 10 yards farther and bounces over the back of the green i i you got me on okay. that one, but, but that's also knowing your that's also knowing your game and the the thing that I'll have to I have to say on this and in kind of in a concept of is the material makeup and the process of it too like cast versus forged and 
you know, understanding what makes each and the dispersion between each. I think I was reading an article the other day about, um, you know, cast versus forged clubs and the dispersion isn't really I as can't imagine great, it's anything as great as you would imagine or you well, would feel. And and especially depending on the material that the both clubs are made with, the field doesn't even get lost all right. that much. Yeah. Like I, I did put a note down on here about talking about the material made like the big myth in <laughs> <laughs> the big myth in the golf world is that like Japanese steel yes. is the number one steel. But like, if you really break down the components of like forged steel and whatever type of steel they're using, like it is minimal. The True. difference between the makeups and the materials that are using, I'm not going to get too sciency on it, but, um, I want to get sciencey too. No. I got something to add, so I, go ahead. Get so, sciencey. Well, no, no, no. I I don't have the actual data up. That's why I, <sighs> I I'm sorry. I can't get sciencey. You could add it later. Bill Nye, yeah, Bill Nye. Maybe I'll 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 pull up a chart and show you what the difference is between like a Mura. Ah, shoot, I, I said that's one, fine. but a Mura iron and you know a Mizuno forged iron. They're very very minimal in the actual makeup quality of the material of the steel you know you could use aerotech grade steel <laughs> it's not going to always be like that much of a yeah. difference in you know whatever the rebound the rebound structure of that is or anything you like can that. only make a ball come off an iron's face so fast that yeah. it can't go any it, it truly can't go any faster without that ball actually combusting yes <laughs> like, so yeah, there's it, only so much strain you can put right. under a material before it starts you know and we see that all the time like with the faces getting cut and like you know balls getting nicked and and hit like you can only use something so many times before it just breaks down mm -hmm. yeah so yeah so i think to to sum up what andrew's trying to say <laughs> is you know, when you're looking at irons, like don't get caught up in it's uh, forged or cast or it's a super game improvement or a player's iron, right? You need to look at your game mm. and and figure out what suits you. And and it's important to try things and hit them. Uh, so this is what I was going to add from the science end. Everybody talks about feel, forged feel, those kinds of things. Uh, feel, if you don't know this is actually based off of sound so the feel that you get the perception of it that you feel in your hands actually is comes from the sound that the club makes when it hits the ball so there are definitely cast clubs out there that will feel just as good as many great forgings and you will actually everybody's ears are different right yeah. everybody's ears perceive sound differently um, I know I'm getting a little technical here. No, that's, that's everybody's ears perceive sound differently. And so it doesn't you could the club that maybe feels the shittiest to some expert might feel great to you because of the way your ears perceive the sound of it. Well, to, to, to put that also simply and we've probably all had it many times happen. Your buddies behind you, they're watching you hit a shot. You hit the shot they say they really think it's i think we talked about it in the past like it might be 
not a, the the most golf intelligent person, but are like they really thought it was a nice shot, but only you know or heard or it sounded like it was good, but you might have hit the grass just a little bit first, but you got that click and right. it enough for that yeah. guy to hear, and it's like okay, that that makes a lot of sense. You know, that's not something I've ever really heard that feel is based on a little concept of hearing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess all your five senses are kind of connected a little bit. They are. It's truly a mystical world that we live in. So yeah, you know, when it comes to irons, again, find things that fit the problem you are having with your current set. Don't only look for distance. Look, you can look for some, or if that's all you care about, be my guest. But you'll probably do yourself a disservice by focusing exclusively on hmm. like you're just pounding balls in a simulator and going, well, this one hit the one that went the farthest one time. So that is the one I will buy. Think about those mm -hmm. other factors. Think about your game. Think about the courses you play when you're buying these things and you will be better off for it in the long run. So with, I'm just rewinding really quick back to the senses, <laughs> yeah. back to the senses thing. So does that mean like if my, hearing my my sight my touch my smell gosh what what if, I if you were again? senseless if, is that what you no, 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 no. you are if i was senseless <laughs> <laughs> if i was fully in tone in, in tune all five senses that i could be like an actual good golfer i don't know if that's the case oh. but you would you would definitely be able to feel and hear everything in concert with you just gave me a womp womp with the uh the atmosphere. Sorry about that. Uh, the, um, price is right sound when you yeah. lose kind of thing. <laughs> you ever noticed when the, you, you lose? The they, dude, yeah, they, you lose and they give you like the wah, wah, like make you feel really like shit. And then Bob just shoos you away and it says, that, that, da, da, like that song comes on. Right up next, we'll spin the wheel. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, sorry, guy, you just lost 10 grand. But anyways. <laughs> Sorry. He never really had it, but yeah. Okay. You, you I had it, it. I, you I lost it. it. All right. Uh, so what's, uh, do you have a next touch or yeah, I, uh, okay. I got, I got a next, I got okay. a next touch. I always okay. got a touch, you know? Yeah. Um, because you're in touch. One of the things too, I've always found one of the things that was very important to me was putter fitting, mm. uh, in my fitting days. I always felt like people, like putter was a thing that no one got fit for. Nobody really paid much attention to anything but the look maybe the feel off the face as well and again we're talking about your average the golfer. touch the feel of the cotton the touch the feel of cotton yes uh <laughs> the fabric <laughs> wasn't ready for that oh, wow uh and you know uh, excluding like a good player who knows exactly what he's looking for again we're talking about average type of golfer here yeah um they would go off the looks, right? And the hype train, right? Of the high-end, precision-milled, USA-made putter that I won't say the name of. Um, and truly, 100%, like, that is a very small portion of the equation. Yes. should Does that putter need to, like, look good to you? Does the head shape need to be pleasing to your eye? Mm -hmm. um, those kinds of things. Of course, I will never deny that. Like I, I personally will play the same type of head style no matter what, probably till the day I die. But it's because that head style in concert with the length, 
the loft, the lie, the hosel configuration, the fits weight your, balance yeah. of that club fits style fits me. Those are the things that nobody pays attention to when they buy a putter. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go quick with this one, and I, I want to tell you if you're listening to this, pay attention here. Well, where do you think? Uh, really quick question: Where do you think that changed? Because on do you think it changed with the creation of the mallet? Because I don't think <laughs> that's great. That's great. Because great I don't question. think I don't think you really. Gosh, you look back in the '80s and early '90s. I don't think there was a single player that was playing or, or a, a general mallet backing. And I feel like it came in in probably the late 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. That was really like, yeah, and maybe like, sounds right. Maybe like the two ball. Yeah, the two, two ball, ball was Callaway high, had like, the uh, the Tuttle or whatever, which was like a half moon kind of shaped thing. Yeah, but. and the seven, the Callaway, the the Odyssey seven, you know, now that it's the Taylor Made Spiders, all of those. But like, what was? That I think that's the, a probably? so that is probably one big portion of right. Let so let's just say like way more to choose from in general, right? If yeah, yeah if you go to 1986, the answer style blade putter mm -hmm. was your option it was just which brand are you going to go with right there wasn't there wasn't hosel configurations and seven different head shapes adjustable yeah. weighting right so yeah like choice has made it uh, choice is great it's expanded the options to the nth degree but also it's made it so that everyone is just buying based off of a, a, a head shape a style that kind of thing without looking at the other uh, elements. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's a great question. And that's certainly part of it, right? You just, you have so many choices right now that it's really hard to understand why I, I nobody's mean, we, communicating why. Well, we are, uh, as, as people just in general, we are attracted to look. And, and I think that that captures the general audience when you just start to say, Oh man, that looks great. Yep. That looks yeah. great, and I, I think with all of these clubs that that we're talking about right away, it might be, you know, something. <laughs> let's let's go back to something that might have not looked that great. Let's talk about like the R. Uh, what was it? No, is M one with the with the with the like the compass oh, style on the like, back of yeah, it or R, something like that? Or, or was R it the R something? Yeah, it was it an was R like something. R something. But yeah. like something like that is like, oh, how are yeah. you gonna how are you gonna market that? But something like but they did, yeah. Something something that looks sleek and you can kind of, again, market that and try to get people's eye sparkling behind it. Like everyone's seen a everyone's seen a regular bladed putter. You know, well, there's not much you can do other than maybe put some. You see all these companies putting like decals on them and paint on them and yeah. everything like that, but yeah. there's not much else that you can do. So I I think. That's where some of the luster gets. Well, luster and, gets and the thing lost. is, is that they are they the are doing a lot. We just don't know what they are. So here's what I want to tell everybody to mm -hmm. to do. Um, you want to look for a putter uh, configuration that one allows you to square the face and hit the center of the face more frequently. Most important thing of all is are is the ball starting on the line you're looking at. Mm -hmm. All of the elements of that head, the the head shape the shaft and hosel configuration all of those things contribute to how square you square the face at impact yeah um and hold on uh don't be a head case pick out a putting style commit commit to a putting yeah style. i like, mean yeah you you're, don't, uh, commit to your a natural like, style is what is 
exactly what should guide this decision. And this yes. is where people are going yes. wrong. You you go, I really like the look of that slant neck spider. Well, guess what, bud? That putter is made for a stroke with a fair amount of open to close arc. Mm-hmm. If your natural stroke doesn't have that much open to close arc, you will not make putts with that putter. Well, I, I so yes, I agree. And, and what I was saying on top of that is, is the people that are thinking about purchasing or or even just putting in general that have just gotten you know a putter from i don't know the goodwill or their uncle uncle pat you know make sure shout you, out uncle pat. <laughs> uncle pat dude a we'll legend. see you at thanksgiving a legend he's that crazy uncle at thanksgiving yep. but <laughs> that's something like that someone needs to learn like make sure you're you're sticking to a putting stroke that feels comfortable before yep. you even go in yes. and start this purchasing process yep. because then you're going to, like you're saying, you're going to alter yourself, like th- saying, oh, well, I really don't have a putting stroke. I can stroke. make this work. Yeah. I can make this one work sure. because it looks sure. so I'll damn fig- good. I'll figure it out. Here's my $400. I would like to make zero putts, please. Thank you. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Come Is- back to you th- five weeks later. <laughs> Sir, I didn't make a single thing inside five feet. Yep. Yep. So putters just, I honestly, I would say like, go see a good fitter for your, Mm -hmm. if you were going to fit for one club in your bag only, I would say putter. If you just, if you had to choose only one, I would say putter and nobody does. They do the driver. What's, what's something that everybody says, Scott? Uh, Drive for show, putt for dough. And I mean, legit, it's, it's real. You, you, will use that club the most during will, a round yes so. you will use it the most so um okay yeah so um what else you got you got you gotta have you gotta have one more I got, my last one i think i have just kind of been turned off we, we're gonna touch back to the first episode that we ever talked about uh, that we ever had here and that's talking about brand loyalty um yeah i as you kind of touched on with the driver three wood five wood sort of thing is not being married to one brand anymore like one brand if if one brand made the best clubs driver through putter first off let let's we would stand up and congratulate you on the monopoly monopoly you just created for the golf industry wouldn't those brands all say technically that they do? All the brands. I'm just being, I'm just, uh, well, I'm I think asshole. I think all the brands mostly do, or 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 they. Come We're out really with a, good at everything except our irons suck. Number one, uh, n- number one, number iron one, something in golf, in golf. Or something, yeah. and we can we could go through the list of seeing how they market that because it was based on the sales concept Four from play or from sales or or July through June mm-hmm. or July through June. That's a reverse. July through August of last year. Yeah, we were number one for a period of a month. Okay, great. Sweet. Okay, you told the half-truth. But, uh, so, I'm just going to tell a quick story. I have a buddy who who started golfing at the middle middle of COVID. um, And I've been slowly getting him clubs and getting him, like, got him started with a package set. All right. Within three months of seeing all this golf and playing this much, he's like, okay, I want 
the new tailor-made driver. I want the new tailor-made three wood. I want tailor-made wedges. Yeah, we're, we're snap at you like that. Here you go. I mean, <laughs> it seems like it at times. It seems like it at times. But bewitched kind of situation. I, I can't stress to people enough that manufacturers you're going you're going to have to try out different ones for your game for different components of the golf game um to really find out what's going to work for you because if you limit yourself to one specific manufacturer then all you're gonna do is just you're, you're gonna lose out on the quality that you could possibly be gaining somewhere else um you know and that goes all the way down to the golf ball even. yeah like yeah. you're gonna have to try that out for various so many so many golf ball companies or so many wedge companies so many putter companies so many iron companies all of those components and it like saying it now and talking about it now it sounds exhaustive but if you want to reap the benefits of a good golf game or fitting to your particular golf game you have to do that you have to spend that time um, these are tools yes correct yeah so and it sounds like the summation the, it sounds like you're kind of you putting a bow on all this summing up <laughs> well i want to give people something tangible here for each of these uh. these topics rather than just rambling on and on but also it sounds like you're pulling together the whole thing here really to say like when you're making this decision about your entire bag, don't don't sleep on any one of the decisions, right? Yeah. Like not only are, you should to... you be thoughtful about your game and what type of tools you need for each type of shot, but like factor it's, in that just blindly selecting one brand is part of that. Yeah, it's a two-tone sort of thing. Sorry that you for have my to... sorry no, I bothered fine. you I with just, my I, summaries. You bother me with everything. You know I know, that. I know. It's it's a two-tone thing. You have to you have to, it, and this seems almost n nearly impossible, but that's the game of golf. That's the game of golf we're talking about. You have to go in with an open mind. And but an open enough, heart. No, but with enough, enough pointed decisions that you want to make to actually go in there. So, like, you have to have an open concepted mind, but be pointed to what you're looking for. Because if you don't, then... Well, you might not have a nice guy like Scott, and they're just going to try to either take care, take advantage of your wallet, or you're going to come out more confused than ever and not know. Or you could get divorced. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you could be coming home with divorce papers. What are these things that say PXG all over them in the garage? <laughs> oh no, honey, I just got an alert for three thirty-five hundred dollars. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, I, I'd rather see you buy nothing if you ended up trying clubs and hit your own one better than them. That 100%. would probably be a good confirmation to you that like, yeah, hey, this one works. Like, stick with it. I'd rather you borrow my clubs for a round try a buddy's clubs out or go to Goodwill and get more clubs and just keep trying things before you before you spend don't go to goodwill those yeah, clubs that, will that, not that's do you ever the, see those youtube videos of people like going to goodwill and oh, i'm gonna put together this set yeah and it's like scratch golfers and they end up still golfing scratch yeah that, you're not that guy pal yeah you're <laughs> those guys don't those guys don't count yeah so uh, that's a good point you bring up of like what to 
what to do, right? Yeah. What to do, how to try things. What can we do? What, yeah. So, you know, he brings up a good point. Like, there's nothing wrong with buying a club that you've done the math on and think it might work and it doesn't and you sell it and buy another one. Uh, there's nothing wrong with, like, hitting your buddy's clubs. I know it's this weird, like, it's a little bit of a weird taboo. Some people are like, you're not, nobody's hitting my clubs. Like, yeah, I, I don't want your Skymark, but also, like, you may find that that <clears throat> five wood your buddy has, like, you might hit it and go, oh, dude, that's exactly the, like, flight I'm looking for. Yeah. And you actually get to try it either on the range in person or on the course and actually see what it does rather than banging it into a mat in a store. Disclaimer, um, if you are the buddy that is allowing your other buddy to hit your golf clubs, um, make sure you get a you break it, you buy it break clause. It, you buy it in clause. That, you know, yeah. we've gotta gotta have that established. You'd be surprised how often that actually happens. The break on the one swing. Yeah. And and that's where um you just have to have friends like us that can fix Gotta that have, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That's the only way yes. that works. Yep. Or reach out to us, you know, interact. Let's go. But so, the other thing, so on top of this, this is one thing that I I actually would love to start doing. And I know it exists out there. I've heard it. I've I've read about them, but like I would love to do blind tests. Blind tests to establish this in people's minds. People that that are maybe not stubborn people, but people that are dead set on one of these concepts of ours that we just said, it's a myth. If you believe in that hard, I would love you to take a, go out to a club, do a blind test, ask someone to give you two different clubs, hit them and tell me what your results are, because that ultimately would be more telling than anything, anything I feel That's true. That, that that is just like, Okay, I'll take that data. I will prove to you that what you're thinking in your mind is not actually right. It's not actually like you're convincing yourself right. based on some other aspect out there that could be any of the number one things we said. Um, I would love to, to conduct blind tests. I'd love to send people clubs. Yeah, how do you do like, that? How do you get somebody to not look at the bottom of a golf club before they hit it? You, what's the first thing you do when somebody hands you a club? You look at it. You give it the yeah. waggle, right? You hold it up. You give it the waggle. You go, ah, it's too, too flexy. Yeah. Too, too flexy. I hate that. Um, <laughs> and then you kind of hoist it up yeah, that's one like thing a we, sheath. We, the, yeah, know, we're, we're talking about buying, but. I don't yeah, even want to get into yeah, fitting yeah, yeah, and all yeah, yeah. that, but that's another day. Right? Yeah. And then you kind of sheath it down here so you can look at the top and you're like, oh, yeah, that's. Yep. I like the colors. Yeah, I like the color scheme this year on that one. That's <laughs> that would be the challenge of the blind test. Like, how do I not get idiot golf guys to look at the golf club? Well, yeah, and then how do you how do you cover like top lines and all yeah. of that? Because you could easily speculate. But it, it, it's, I mean, the data's out there. Not exactly blind testing, but there's robot testing. There's all yeah. of this various testing, but. Um, and there is awesome, like I mentioned this to you, like there are awesome companies like uh, My Golf Spy that are doing like really unbiased, like cool testing. They're mm -hmm. using different handicap groups, different swing speed groups to test new product and, and publishing those results to show like, hey, this is the best driver for swing speeds over 105. This is the best driver for swing speeds under 90. Like those are those are good tests and I think a good base point for people to start with. I, I believe they are truly not paid by the manufacturers. Really? I, I, they insist they are. Many people insist that they're being paid. Um, 
Well, I mean, they're they're getting everything probably for free. Uh, well, you would. I, think, I think uh, I I believe most manufacturers do send them things for free, but there have been some that I've heard in the past like that don't, and they have to buy it or whatever. Wow. But that's you know such as life. If you want to do your do your testing and and make your money off of your ad revenues, you know you want to get that ad revenue <laughs> cheddar, then you got to go buy a couple stealth drivers or whatever. Pay me that cheddar. Yep. Um, so, but yeah, there's companies providing a lot of good data to start with. So, so I don't know what we. Well, no, I, I think, meant to direct I think you got, people somewhere. I, no, I did think you did. I, I got into blind testing, and you you were kind of. I think you were trying to get into. Be educated enough that you open your mind, at, but but don't be afraid of the the concept of being fit. You don't have to get fit for a full bag. You yeah. don't have to go yeah. in and say, okay. There's these places nowadays that that do full bag fittings and everything, and you need to be in for a four hour session. Yeah, that sounds exhausting. That I sounds get it. Horrible. But there's also pick out a point of your game that you want to work on in a season, and say, okay, well, I wanna, I want to get to a place where I can find the right thing for this particular part of my game, and go in, get fit, see a professional, make sure that you trust them, they trust you. Everything like that, and and, and this is like a it's finding a, a good, doctor, man. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You're gonna spend that much time on the if you're gonna spend that much time on the golf course, might as well have fun doing it in the right way. Yeah. Um, instead of you know just drinking 15 beers like I do all the time, you know. Instead well, of yeah, well, tell me tell me about Mister 15 beers. Yeah. Uh, tell me about like a club you've like your last club purchase and and why you purchased it. Oh jeez, you know I don't purchase clubs. I know anymore. you don't purchase clubs. Really? Um, gosh, I can't. I I actually can't tell you the last. I think the last new club I put into my bag was a actually a driver. So don't follow my lead. But well, um, always. But that's because I donated my driver to the new guy that we were talking what about. A guy. So I, um, but the, the we didn't even talk about that. But the one before that um, was wedges. Were wedges, and I'm unfortunately a, a 50, 56, 60 guy. But then I also found the key to wedges was finding the grind that fit my actual impact to the turf to the ground and i found that and it's and it's working out next year i think i need to get fit back into a putter they really go. i really do because i can help you with yeah that. no I, I think you can so andrew so you needed a driver because you literally didn't have a driver because you gave yours away so and that's I not a, that's not a, I, I bomb it so and he does bomb it so it doesn't even really matter um so he's a horrible, horrible example. Okay, what about you then? Um, well, first of all, I wanted to say here's how you know. So Andrew doesn't buy Sorry. clubs yeah. because he he did a he uh, he performed well uh, in his job and was offered a free set of irons for performing that job and just never ordered them. Correct. Yeah, just never ordered them. Yeah, I mean, so. I could have. I'm still playing, you know, eight year old irons, but but here's the thing: eight year old irons, as long as you take care of them as long as you get them cleaned it's like a puppy yeah you you don't have to sharpen them you don't have to do all of this extra (laughs) it's like a 
puppy. Yeah, you just got to take, take it out it, for a walk. Hey, exactly. if you want to keep this kid, you got to take we're, care we're, of we're, you we're gonna gonna keep, it. We're going to talk forever. Uh, so can you wrap this up? Can you I wrap can, up here? I can, yeah, I can okay. wrap it up. I'm just trying to have a little fun No, I, I'm um, having a great fun. So, okay, cool. So I hope we were like a little helpful to anyone. If, if anyone wants help like reach out you can put it in the in the comments we will answer your question happily guide you to yeah uh, I think a what, solid decision i think what we'll try to do is 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 try to get like this information transcripted at least you you suggested this earlier this week trying to get it transcript scripted into our blog and transcribed i did it there it is Got him. Looking for it. Got him. You know, I'm trying to force a Paxton plug in here, but I don't think we're gonna get one. one. I don't think we're gonna get one today. No. Um, Paxton plug. Just pack. Just, just. I'm gonna put a generic right here. It's Paxton, y'all. So nice. It's so nice. (laughs) Bill Paxton, R.I.P. We love you. Um. Okay. Let's break into our last. Yeah. Our last two. Our. You got every. Are every constant to? uh, Let me help him out. He's on his phone. This is what he does to me when I'm talking to him too. I think what Andrew wants to bring to you is a little thing that we call Champion Golfer of the Week. The Champion Golfer of the Week. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Um, My Champion Golfer of the Week, much like you did a couple of weeks ago is actually an organization, a newer organization. Um, It is called the TMWR, and it is a company led by Rory and Tiger that is adding- Is it TMRW? Did I say you man? Ah, man. man, I just can't, I looked I can't at it. Win. I looked at it on the notes, and I'm like, "That's not." What did right. I say? T-R- you said TMWR. TMWR. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Like he. Yeah. he TMRW. TMRW, folks. Um, it is so. It is Tiger and Rory's company um, that is looking to put out a technologically kind of advanced golf league um and they just got a ton of celebrity investors that came in that are going to 100% help bring exposure to not only I I haven't read even as much about the league and what it's going to bring and all of the concepts that they have out there but we've got names like yeah. Stephen Curry we've got Shohei Otani new um, we've got everything from yeah, Lewis Hamilton. Shout out Lewis. Lewis Hamilton, Justin Timberlake. We've got Tyler Ninja Blevins. I know you're not a gamer I guy. That like, is, yeah. Huge name in the gaming industry. Wow. Like all of these guys investing into this golf technology concept. Look for it to come more. Um, that's but if that's the investor group behind this, I mean, I can't see how something like this fails. What are they? doing so i don't know what i i have heard of this i remember when they like kind of announced this a few months ago but then i never heard anymore i thought they were going to do some sort of like uh indoor golf league or something that's the one thing that i saw that it it is a virtual um technologically driven golf league um that is either via simulator 
or something like a, a, a top, the way Top Tracer okay. is and Top Golf yeah. is. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be publicly driven or if it's going to be a like a publicly contributing and publicly competing or if it's going to be privately huh. and it's going to be like an actual league for semi semi pros or other amateurs or you have to qualify for it i'm not sure but it is going to be uh, there are two concepts that i love here golf and technology both driven do by that. that so my champion golfer of the week is tmrw was the thing they did this week getting all of the announcing Correct. these investors? The the, in, you should look at the full list. What uh, uh, tmrwsportsgroup.com. Yeah, the full I'll, list of I'll investors pull up, is I'll like pull up the full list and loaded. It's, with, it's so impressive because yeah. every professional sports league or competition has at least two to five investors in there, um, and and that just shows you that shows you how how like i think i said this in in episode one again i keep this is like an episode that we keep drawing back i keep drawing back back to the future episode one i talked about how all of these professional athletes and other people are very enthralled or very attracted to golf this shows you that's, another yeah. concept right of on. that night. Right I, I think that's amazing. So, all right. Congratulations. I always doubt, I always doubt these kind of things, but I'm interested. TMRW. Yeah. Like Tiger yeah. Woods always announces stuff and then kind of like nothing happens. Remember he he's not to, doing, he's not doing very much anymore. So he was supposed to do that golf course, like on the lake in Chicago. And it's just like, nothing's happened, but, but Hey, I, be, I trust you, Tiger. Trust yeah, you that might have gotten tied up in Chicago litigation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm we, sure we couldn't even go, but go ahead. Yeah. Lori Lightfoot got Wait, up can in you that can one. you listen to this really quickly? Sure. So of of the group, so not only Tiger and Rory, but this is this investor group combines to add 113 Formula One wins, 40 Emmys, 32 NBA All Star games, 18 NFL Pro uh, sorry, 16 NFL Pro Bowls, 26 Grand Slam titles. 21 Olympic medals, eight MVP titles across four sports, four Grammys, eight NBA championships, four F1, or I'm sorry, seven F1 world championships, five UEFA titles, three Stanley Cups, three MLB. Like, holy. Hey, let's just point out. Just point out, it said 26 Grand Slam titles, which would refer to tennis. It's only Serena. (laughs) 23 of those are Serena Williams. I I mean, come on. I mean, you're going to shoot me down from the sky. No, no, no. I think that's insane that uh, she's a 20. I didn't know she was a 23 time Grand Slam champ. That's insane. Shout out, Serena. You're a legend. Serena. You're a legend. Oh, my God. That's just insane. Okay. Andrew, thank you. That's really cool. I didn't know that that was going anywhere. Um, so one last thing for the day. We're trying to go faster today. We're trying to go fast like Sonic. Um, one last thing we got today. You know what it is. It's a little bit on this day. Love it. On this day. Uh, so for on this day, I'm actually going to go with on this week. Um, and on this week in 2004, the great VJ Singh was capping off a nine-win season just in the heart of the Tiger dominance era. VJ, at 41 years old, was just just kind of just dusting just dusting his hands off on a nine-win season. 
that included the PGA Championship. Uh, we saw him go to world number one as well. Uh, that was the first time in the 2000s that anyone who was not Tiger Woods was number one in the world. Dang. Uh, a David Duvall sandwich there. Uh, VJ and David mm-hmm. Duvall as the bread on the outside nice. at the 99. Um, dude, he had, a, he had a swing smoother than this Icelandic dude, yogurt. VJ. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> smoother than this skier. Skier, yes. I don't know what's going smooth, on. Here. Smooth like silk. Smooth, smooth as like skier. skier. Smooth like skier. I want to find out how to say that word for real. Um, so, uh, and just really cool. Like, VJ, people forget this. I mean, nine wins in a year. Who's won more than like three anytime recently? Uh, it's, it's, it's uncommon. And winning nine was mega. Um, he also did all all this dirty work really late in his career, like mm-hmm. into his 40s, which yeah. is cool. So he won nine that year. Uh, over the next four years, he would win 10 more times. So like in his 40s, he won, I don't know, almost uh, 19 times, maybe 20 if I go back to his the previous year. Yeah. 20 times in his 40s. Like there's not too many guys who do that. I was going to say, man, that kind of doesn't happen at all. But like Phil Mickelson still was winning. Uh, there, there, but there haven't been that many guys. So has he had success on the Champions Tour? Uh, I think he's had a, a little bit of success. I think okay. he tried to. He still tries to play what. a little bit of PGA Tour golf. Gotcha. Uh, uh, occasionally With, too. Uh, whatever exemptions he has left. Yeah, and you know he's. I think he's got a lifetime exemption. Probably once you've won, I don't know how many it is, but I think if you win like twenty times, it's a lifetime wow. exemption. Wow. Um. So yeah. So shout out. VJ Singh, the guy was a monster. Could have been one of our guys from like uh, nine two or wins three weeks at forty-one. Yeah, nine wins at forty-one, just man. doing the thing. So, uh, big ups to VJ. Appreciate you, man. You're a legend. Um, and Keep that's that's on this day. It's great. That's uh, great. So yeah, so let's put a bow on this bad boy and just you know. Uh, just to summarize, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to summarize again. In you know, summation, in some, I did say in <laughs> you summation. You did say in summation. You know, it just, I'm not even going to just. You all know what to do now, okay? Don't, don't mess this up. All right, don't, don't just blow your money. I remember when your parents used to, you'd get five bucks, and your parents were like, "Don't blow that." That's what you're mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. with your money. So stop. No Andrew, burn, no burning your holes, holes in your pocket for for golf stuff. Don't do it. Be smart. Don't do it. You already got to pay for the round. Yeah. Don't don't dig yourself a hole. Should we put a close on this bad boy? Especially with your your spouses, your significant others. You know, we we appreciate all of you too. So watch your watch your people. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's put a bow on it. We'll see you next week. We will see you next week. Well.